Stats Canada released the September Outlook for Principal Field Crop Report. Today, Glenda Leallen Vossler focuses on wheat and Durham as she talks with Neil Townsend, the chief market analyst with FarmLink and GrainFox. Neil, of course, the September edition of the Outlook for Principal Field Crops is out, harvest underway. Give us your general perspective on the report and what you see. My forte is fundamentals, supply and demand. And normally I would give a stats can report a lot of attention, look at the details, slice and dice and try and figure out, you know, how much crop is being produced and where the acres and all that. And while I've still given it attention, i got to say that we're in a market where the fundamentals are not going to rule the day. It's very much about macroeconomics and, you know, all of the things that are going on with the foreign exchange, inflation and that kind of thing. So, you know, people are going to weather a bumpy ride, not so much because we don't have some favorable things in in the uh, in the reports like the you know tighter canola that kind of thing that maybe we would have expected three months ago or four months ago uh, better looking pulse S and Ds than maybe we would have thought two or three months ago so these things are good but the problem is is that you know it, the demand base offshore from Canada be it in China be it in India be it in Europe be it in Africa or wherever it is you know it, it's just very very hard to gauge how that will hold up under so much. Uh, economic pressure and, you know, all of the impacts of uh, a very strong U.S. dollar cutting into your ability to pay for import. Let's take a deeper dive into that report and get your thoughts on wheat. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that we're getting a, you know, slightly larger crop than we maybe expected at the start of the year for wheat. Uh, it was, you know, other, everybody has hits or misses across the prairies, but generally speaking, we had fairly good growing conditions and much, much better, obviously, than last year. So we have a big pile of wheat. I'm talking, you know, all wheat, not Durham yet, uh, just talking wheat. Um, and, I mean, we have to dispose of it. So the big issue coming forward is, you know, how will our exports perform? And that's largely driven by offshore realities and how much wheat is being demanded by, you know, our customers. I think... Uh, world wheat supplies are relatively tight if you factor out the Black Sea, including Russia, which had a massive crop, over 100 million tons. But obviously the war in Ukraine and other factors are maybe limiting their export participation for now. Like they should be exporting about 45, 46 million tons, and they're on pace to do 36 to 38 million tons. So part of Canada's opportunity is that 7 or 8 million tons that might exist in Russia but don't seem to be able to get out for whatever reason. And, you know, that's somewhat war-related, but it's more related to just the risks associated with doing business with Russia. The final thing I'll mention about wheat, and this goes for really all crops, is, you know, the situation with foreign exchange right now is colossally important. And the Canadian dollar's lost several cents in the last couple of weeks uh, when when the U.S. dollar get, appreciates and becomes more valuable, it encourages everybody to export more. And everybody who's not, you know, using the American dollar inside their own country, you know, imports are now more expensive. So many of Canada's customers will face a larger bill than they might otherwise expect in their own domestic currency. And, and that could have some impact in terms of slowing down buying decisions and imports on wheat. And on the Durham side? Well, on the Durham side, it's a very interesting thing. I mean, the market is 
showing signs of life right now. We've seen some demand from Morocco, which, you know, last year Morocco had a good crop when we had a terrible crop. This year they've had a terrible crop and we've had a more representative, you know, five-year average type crop. Uh, again, we have a relatively large pile of durum to dispose. It's not maybe as big of a crop as we might have expected because southwest Saskatchewan and parts of central Saskatchewan, you know, they still face some weather adversity and the crop was a little smaller. The quality is sufficient for all of the demand. We have enough supply of quad one, quad two, quad three, and even some quad four and five. So we don't have any problems really there. Um, I think there's going to be more demand. The one thing I would kind of question is, I think, you know, Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada had a 5 million uh, ton export program. That's aggressive. I mean, I'm not saying we can't do it, but again, back to the foreign exchange and all of the other issues that are going on. I mean, that could be, that could slow down a little bit of the selling and buying of Durham. And it could also slow down countries, say like Turkey, where, you know, what they're doing is break bulking Durham and, putting it into smaller palatable packages of pasta and, and whatever else and trying to re-export that. But again, this strong U.S. dollar, the weak economic fortunes in many countries, that could be a struggle to get to 5 million tons for Canada. Moving into the coarse grains, starting with barley? Yeah, barley, I mean, it's actually been quite a interesting crop lately. Like we've seen the prices really stabilize and in fact go up. Uh, you know, we were growing a bigger crop than last year, but I don't think anybody would really say that we have a burdensome crop in Canada. Ultimately, I think what's going to determine the barley will be two things. One is that there's, you know, a relatively smaller supply of U.S. corn because of the drought down there or the drought. Well, not the drought, but just yield disappointment, I guess is what I would say. There was a drought in places like Nebraska, which is a key state. And so what we're seeing is, you know, there's going to be less U.S. arbitrage of corn into Canada. Also, of course, the foreign exchange. So, but with macroeconomic headwinds the way they are, you know, we've heard sort of anecdotal reports of, you know, herds of cattle and pigs being slaughtered because they're, you know, it's expensive and demand is relatively weak. So that's the domestic side. And then the final thing would just be the external uh, sort of demand. I mean, one key market for Canada is China, and China has been very opaque with their demand and their economic well-being and all that kind of thing. We're just not sure just how much they're going to demand over the course of the year. So barley's pretty good right now, but, I mean, you know, we need to keep seeing steady domestic demand, which I think will be more assured because of the lack of U.S. corn arbitrage. And then external demand is where we have a bit of a question mark just because of the economic situation in China. And we really didn't see uh, as many acres go in as we did last year, right? No, I mean, uh, you know, I think barley is an interesting thing because, I mean, the trend is being sort of down in acres longer term. I mean, is it is it just, it seems like it's a crop that's getting pushed aside. I think some of the higher volume yielding wheat that are coming around now sort of push people towards wheat. And of course, there's usually a good market for feed wheat if you if you know if there's too much wheat in the in the market and you're growing one of the higher volume higher yielding wheats. I mean, you know, you can you can trade it to, just like you could trade barley. So, yeah, and I think uh, you know Western Canadian farmers, those who've grown malt barley, I think malt barley, uh, you know, it's one of the more successful longer term Canadian crops. You know, we've had some great varieties, but I think there's an element of frustration with the farmers of selection and selectable barley. So, you know, it's, it's something that 
that portion of barley acres, I mean, it's not going to go away, but I think uh, companies and end users might have to fight a little bit harder in the future to maintain the acreage. Tomorrow on the program, we'll chat about oil seeds and pulses. I've been talking with Neil Townsend, the Chief Market Analyst with FarmLink and Grain Fox. For Golden West, I'm Glendale Allen Bossler. That's it for the Prairie AgWire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to the farmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendale Allen Bossler, I'm Candace Dirksen, and thanks for listening. Have a good afternoon. Prairie Eggwire will return Wednesday on the Golden West Farm Network.